within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Dams. The meeting will come to order. The Legion of Dans is now in session. It is the purpose of the Legion to align our infamous forces against the power of sad collectors and defeat them, leaving us the rulers of the toy world. To do this, we have gathered together four of the most ruthless and happy toy fans on Earth. The noisy Daniel Lynch. The flexible plastic Dan Newman. The pixelated Dan Erdley. Not to mention the wise old elder and insider myself, Daniel Pickett. We are the Legion of Dans. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode for 2016 of the Legion of Dans. I'm Daniel Pickett. I'm Danny Newman. I'm Daniel Lynch. And I'm Pixel Dan Erdley. And Happy New Year to you fellas. Hey, hey. thank you. 2016 already. That's It's insane how fast 2015 went by. It did. Yeah. It, it really flew by. It was nuts. And I think part of it was just we were all counting down to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> just right. It was right through. <laughs> that was the reason for the existence of 2015 was for Star Wars. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I mean, there was that kind of big story about that guy who had a terminal illness who really just wanted to see Star Wars before he died, and they made that happen. And I, I don't know, have any of us not actually kind of had that thought cross our minds? Like, I need to live to be able to see this new movie? Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. Wasn't his name Daniel also? I oh believe gosh, it was. I can't remember. I think it was. But but then I saw another article that just came out. Uh, I forget who it was from, but it said every single one of us are not going to live to see the last Star Wars movie. Oh, wow. Because they're just going to keep making That's one so a year. That's so sad. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't... I don't need to think about that. <laughs> like, there's going to be a Star Wars movie every year, so if yeah. you can't keep using that excuse. Well, I'm just going to stop watching them, I guess. I mean, well, well, I hope they just get really terrible then so that I don't forget care. It. Yeah, what's the point now? I mean, I don't even know why I'm investing any time. Why, why even do this podcast? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not bring it down. I quit. <laughs> I didn't write the article. I just saw it, and it struck me as like, oh, yeah, hey. Even if it's like 40 years from now. <laughs> Disney's not going to stop making these films. No. That's kind of nutty. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, so let's talk about the Star Wars thing a bit. I, I think we may be a little spoilerific here, but, you know, we're after the first of the year. Hopefully everyone's got to see it. Yeah. I know we all have, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd say at this point, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want anything ruined, you should probably just come back to this podcast after you've seen it or skip ahead a little bit. Cause right. Yeah, I just don't stop what you're doing and go now. Yeah. What on yeah. earth is taking you so long? That's a good point. Also props for going two weeks without hearing any major spoilers until we tell you right now. Right, that's right. <laughs> oh. I mean, to be fair, my wife has not seen it yet, but that's mostly because we had a baby born right a couple of weeks before it. Okay, okay. So, uh, I, I think she's excuses. going tomorrow. 
<laughs> so, so so you're not going to make her edit this then, right? That's right. Yeah. You'll edit it. <laughs> sure. That's right. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just uh, high level thoughts. We all liked it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Me too. And, and it's very it's strange. I saw you know again someone else pointed out that if the internet had been around in you know like 1941, <laughs> you'd be seeing these like here's the ten plot holes of Citizen Kane. Yeah, exactly. You know, here's why you shouldn't like this and. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird to think about that, and I keep trying to tell myself that sometimes because it gets real frustrating sometimes when, like, you know, something comes out and it's this big and it's this successful and it's obvious that a lot of people like it, yet you can't help but see fifty articles every <laughs> single day telling you that this movie sucks, and I'm just like, yeah. get, I don't, I don't care. Get this out of here. You know, like I had a really fun time watching this movie. I, I loved it. You know, quite frankly, I loved it. It was a great experience. And uh, it's so weird to me how, like, people just really dedicate so much time to trying to convince other people that they shouldn't like the movie. I don't understand yeah. that. It'll be interesting to see because, you know, when the, when the especially the preliminary reviews came out uh, from, like, the professional reviewers, everyone really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the sort of backlash came out, and, and it's like it seems like there's so much backlash now that the contrary opinion at some point will have to swing back to this is why it's awesome, yeah. and then everyone's yeah. going to jump on the awesome train again, maybe. Right. I mean, it's certainly, you know, I had a, a fairly low bar for it. I just wanted it to be better than the previous. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's kind of how we all felt at this point, right? Like... I, I mean, I, I certainly had the secret, you know, hope inside that this was really going to knock my socks off. And I don't think by any means it's a perfect film. I, right. I did have some issues with it, but I had so much fun and I thought it was so well crafted. And I thought the balance of here's the old stuff, here's the new stuff was so well executed and such a nice launching point from where we go from here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I keep basing my whole opinion on the movie on, is just the way I felt watching that movie. Like, when that movie ended, I had this feeling that I have not felt watching a movie <laughs> in general, you know, in a very long time. And it, it was certainly a feeling that I never got out of the prequels. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I'm not even like a prequel basher. I don't, like, I, I, I can admit the things that are that are awful about it, and I laugh at all the prequel jokes that everybody makes, but I've never been the guy that's gone around and really bashed those movies, because I, I liked a lot of aspects of them, and I, I especially loved Episode 3. I thought that was a great movie, personally. Um, but this movie here, episode seven still made me feel something that I didn't feel when watching the prequels, you know, like it was just this really, really cool experience all around. So like leaving that theater, I was just like, yeah, this is something special. This is, I I really enjoy this. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for me, like one of the things I sort of went into it thinking like for, for all six films, like R2D2 has always been my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, the, I feel like in the movie, certain times they broke some of their own rules of the universe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, are they going to make me be able to enjoy another quirky droid? Mm. And and they did. Yeah. yeah he absolutely oh, won me over. bb 8s so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty quick, too. Um, I loved him right away. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, 
I worry that we've lost the ability to kind of watch these movies, uh, you know, c- kind of through the eyes of a child. Um, we, we're, we're, we're all, all of us are so deeply steeped in geek culture. And it's like, yeah. we're at this point where things can't just be, I don't know, sort of taken at face value. And like my gut feeling was, it was awesome. Like we have to like, just launch into these hyper analytical criticisms and it they kind of just sap the fun out of it regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah you're, I, you're abs- sorry. <laughs> no, that, no, that's okay. I mean, I left the theater feeling like, wow, great movie. And Meg asked me right away, like, what did you think? And like my, my first instinct was to say to her, and this is, this is having gone into it fairly spoiler free. So I didn't really, I, I didn't even realize that it was going to, you know, follow the, you know, the, the plot points and, and the, the structure of, you know, a new hope so closely. And, I, and that's what I said to her. I said, well, it, it did feel a lot like, you know, uh, you know, the first Star Wars movie. Um, and I was kind of starting to process that in my brain, right, as I was, you know, walking out of the theater. But it wasn't it wasn't to, to some degree where it it affected my enjoyment of the movie or w- whether or not I liked it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and uh, it was a lot of new stuff to take in. Yeah. You know, it started with a bang and it just, you know, you kind of had to let the whole thing wash over you. Like, I've only been able to see it one time so far. Yeah, same here. And, you know, just I walked out of it thinking, well, I need to see that again. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. just yeah. like, I feel like I got a lot of it, but yeah. uh, you, you couldn't just like especially in in scenes with like lots of characters and creatures and ships you're yeah. like looking all over like what what is that what is that over <laughs> oh, there totally. oh as, you know as soon as they went into the 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 new cantina i was like so i went i've gone twice and i i enjoyed it the second time probably even a little bit more because i wasn't you know i was able to kind of relax a little bit and just watch it and try to pay attention to things that i was curious about after the first viewing and so, yeah, you're like kind of I was kind of just like trying to pick out every single character and like, oh, I hope they make a figure of that thing. And, um, you know, and, and it was fun to kind of like uh, re-listen to certain conversations that may or may not shed light on some of the big questions we have. Um, you know, the, like, like, for instance, the conversation between Han and Leia about, you know, sending their son off to be trained, etc. I kind of wanted to listen to that a little bit more closely on the second viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was a lot in there and, and very easy to, to watch multiple times. So uh, coming out of it, do we all have a favorite new character? Ray, hands down, Ray. I'm okay. I'm in love with Ray. Like <laughs> no, no doubt about it. She's so charming and like, oh gosh, that's one of the things we, we instantly have to say about this new movie, right? Like the characters themselves like the personality and the emotion and everything we got out of the characters was like leaps and bounds above oh, what we saw with the prequels. Right. Like, oh, yes, it was yes. amazing. It was yes. amazing how fast I fell in love with the new characters or at yeah. least was interested in the new characters. Like they, all of them just grabbed me immediately. I mean, even Poe, uh, who I, I knew nothing about Poe going into this movie, you know, aside the, from the fact that he had a couple of action figures and he was an X-wing pilot, you know, but and a really good singer, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I love Poe. You know, yeah. he was so fun in that movie. He was such a great character, and I, I want to see more from him for sure. Totally. Uh, but yeah, Ray. Oh my gosh, she's so charming, and she's like just the perfect new lead. 
for these movies. I love her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How I, about you, Danny Newman? I was a fan of Finn. Um, I, 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 you know, it's hard. Um, I came out of it feeling that way, and then of course I read some reviews and some criticisms, and you know why he's not a great heroic character, and blah blah blah, and it starts to cloud your. You know, you're, yeah. you know how you feel, but my gut feeling, having walking out of the theater, was like I like that guy. Um, he had a lot of charisma. I um, I thought he, he, you know, what what Danny Erdley just said is is so spot on. You know, the prequels left us with these with these just cardboard performances that I think we we're all just dying for the emotion. Uh, that the original trilogy had, and and going into the going into episode seven, we got that again, and like like I was kind of curious, like um, I, I assumed that there was just an, an an enormous amount of pressure on every single person involved in this in this movie, especially the actors. Oh yeah. And so like I was wondering, like what was it like for uh, John Boyega to like like to know he's about to do a scene with Carrie Fisher where he, he meets that character for the first time. And that scene where he does meet Leia for the first time and he goes in there and he's passionate about what needs to happen and who needs to be saved and et cetera. It was, it was just, it just kind of blew me away because um, he brought so much to like that scene in particular. that I was like, okay, here it is. It's all back again. Yeah. Right. How about you, Daniel Lynch? Um, uh, for me, I, I'm just going to kind of be perfect here, but I would actually go with Poe. Um, we didn't get okay. to really see a lot of him in the movie, um, but just just the little bits that we did see of him. I mean, he was just that that right mix of that cocky pilot. Um, the you know when he was talking with um, Laura Santeca, and then when he and when he could have gotten away, and he basically knew he wasn't going to get away, and he went ahead and went back, um, and and then just uh, mouth directly off to Kylo Ren um, was pretty awesome. Um, and then, uh, and then when, again, when we get to see him later, um, you know, I think that was maybe kind of the one of the one offsides was that like, he kind of died and no one really cared. And then he was alive and then no one really cared. He was just okay. But, um, just, just seeing him in that, that role. And it was kind of in a way that they kind of took some of the old characters and kind of splintered them off in different ways. And so he kind of was just kind of the, you know, he was the Han without the smuggler, the Luke without the force, you know, he was yeah. that role. Um, and I just really liked him. And he's actually, um, I, I did end up picking a couple of figures before the movie came out just because I'm weak. Um, but Poe's <laughs> actually, the, he's the only figure that I've gone out since then to make, go out of my way to go ahead and get. Um, okay. I got that Target 2-pack just because I, I wanted a figure of him. Um, and it wasn't such a bad deal to get that awesome Stormtrooper either. Um, Traitor, I guess, TR-8R. Yeah. TR-8R. So, <laughs> yeah. As dubbed by the internet. As dubbed by the internet. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, you know, part of both John Boyega and Daisy Ridley, their charm in the movie has been how excited they are just as people oh. and as actors off screen. The fact that you know, like, if you follow John Boyega's Instagram, oh gosh. like he spent the whole opening weekend just going around theater to theater in New York, like running into a theater, high-fiving people and then running out again. Oh man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How crazy would that be? Uh, exactly. Or or the little clip uh of him his reaction to watching the the trailer. Yeah, oh, yeah, Daisy Ridley had a great one too oh. of, of her seeing the trailer for the first time and just, you know, yeah. sitting in her pajamas bawling. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and kind of Danny Newman what you said too about 
it, it, it would be one thing as people who love these films and, you know, the original trilogy and these actors to like be in a movie with Harrison Ford. Yeah. You know, you'd just be like, oh my gosh, Harrison Ford. But to go and be in a Star Wars film with Han Solo, like Harrison Ford doing that role, right. that just has to be mind bending. Yeah. 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 How do you not get in your head? I mean, I, I, I have no idea what it means to be an actor, but I, I just have been thinking a lot about the pressure, you know, because it's not a, it's like, okay, it's the pressure of being in a Star Wars movie, but on top of that, it's the pressure of um, it, making up for the prequels, too. <laughs> you know, it, it, it yeah. sort of is. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that was all, you know, discussed and, and whatever, but, you know... It, <laughs> Just speaking of that real quick off subject the making up for the prequels did you guys notice or did you read into the articles that pointed out that the first line of the movie is this will fix everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people yeah. are kind of talking about how that's like a, a slight little jab at the prequels or something. yeah <laughs> I, I had a I had a, a buddy that uh has a friend that was one of the script supervisors on the film. And he was told that at one point there was a line in there just completely dismissing midichlorians. Oh just yeah. Saying, oh yeah. Like Qui-Gon, that guy. Oh yeah. He believes it was like something in your blood, you know? Oh man. Oh man. Clearly <laughs> they did stuff. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, like, you know, like you guys were saying, I mean, just from the very first scene, you know, um, when, when Poe, says to uh kylo ren okay so who 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 talks first here like you knew it was going to be all right yeah, yeah. like just that you know <laughs> lightheartedness or whatever yeah that was the sort of establishing him like uh like daniel lynn said he's like han you know without the smugglers he's 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 the cocky you know sort of smart aleck yeah. Uh, and, you know, Finn was sort of our into this whole thing. Like, what's going on? What is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And I think probably for me, my favorite is going to be, I'm going to say BB 8. Nice. Aww. Just so we all pick someone different. There you go. <laughs> and his, his little, with the droid theme, too. His little thumbs up thing, oh, I thought oh my was. God, how great was that? Yeah. I just, I just love it when he goes really fast. Like when he had to fall, when he, when, when, um, uh, when, when, Ray was running and he like, he had to keep up with her and he just like books it. I, I love that. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 the thing is like, I've read a lot of the, a lot of the criticisms. Um, and I can read them and be like, yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true as well. Yes, that's true. But still kind of not be affected. Like, like I still love the movie I still had a great time. It doesn't really affect my opinion of it. But yeah, all of those things are probably true, but oh well. I completely agree with that. I, I, will, I will say that, though, before before we greenlight some of the criticism articles, um, is that we do need to let all the other bloggers know that a plot hole is not something that you don't understand. Like, I, <laughs> like I, there was an article that it was like 40 plot holes in Star Wars The Force Awakens, and I'm like, 35 of them were like just things that that person didn't understand. And I'm like, I'm really sorry that that no one explained the movie to you because you could have just written this nice article on five plot holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
Yeah, it just seems like, whoa, that that guy had 10 plot holes. I'll do 20 I'll plot do 10, holes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 100 plot holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, so. I don't want to dismiss any of these articles, you know, or, like, the way anybody feels, but it certainly does have a feeling of a, uh, oh, well, now it's the cool thing to hate on this movie, so that's yeah. what everybody's doing. Like, that's, that's the point we've reached now. So every time another one of those articles gets posted on my Facebook feed or something, I... It's it's an instant dismissal from me. Like I don't care. I don't want to see it. I enjoyed the movie. Stop trying to shove down my throat why I should be hating this movie. Like just quit. Yeah. 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 Now this this will be unpopular when I say this, but it's gonna it's true for me. Get him. Get him. Um, I'm not since I'm not a natural Star Wars fan. I didn't have this thing when I was three years old when like you know were four or five and the movies came out and. Yeah. And my parents took them to me and whatever. My dad liked Star yeah. Trek, and so he showed me Star Trek. So growing uh-huh. up, I had that silly thing in my mind that there was some com- competition there. And so like, I would always <laughs> like Star Trek. When I got older, I'm like, man, that's really stupid because everything is good. So just watch it all. Yeah. Um, but since I, I don't like Star Wars normally, um, and so I, I've come to like it as I've gotten older and I've watched the other ones. And my wife loves Star Wars, and she – if I give her the remote control and one of the first old original trilogy is on like Spike TV or somewhere, it will just be on. I'm like, okay, really? Like revenge <laughs> again? She's a good so, woman. She Hold is. I know. I can't complain. Um, and, but so watching the prequels, um, I don't mind those as much as other people. I'm in the other two thirds of the people that are like, yeah, these aren't really that bad. Yeah. Um, the, the Phantom Menace is kind of terrible. Like that one's hard to yeah, watch. Yeah, the, yeah. the other two, I don't have a problem watching. I think they're good. And, and I think what's kind of, funny to me, and this is the part that people are going to get mad at me for, um, is the the group of people that want to nitpick The Force Awakens um, and just rip it apart are a lot of the same people that want to do that for the other three. And so I just kind of feel like they've done it for four movies in a row and maybe they just don't understand why it's not cool to do it this time, because maybe we kind of let them do it a little too often the other three times. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. So... I just kind of that's, I kind of, I feel bad for the prequels sometimes because I'm like you know they're they're not terrible like everyone I think the other day I saw someone call them like the three worst films ever made I'm like I can show you the three worst films ever made it's not going to be any of those three <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean give me six exactly. hours and and a, and a and a knife to slit your throat you know, I can do it <laughs> but <laughs> the uh, I don't know I I just I do feel bad for the prequels and I, I kind of feel like some of those complainers are just kind of people that probably were complaining then. And they're just kind of maybe predisposed to still do it. Um, It was kind of like what uh, Danny Newman was talking about a few minutes ago where – and what I should say, too, the reason The Force Awakens gets a pass, I think, too, is because it's fun. The prequels kind of – that's the one problem the prequels kind of had that didn't really be fun. And Force Mm -hmm. Awakens being fun lets you look over the 40 plot holes that that person can find. That's Um, that's a good point. But I – I, I actually like because um, you, you talked about that you didn't like you know the kind of the hyper analysis and criticisms that we face now and while it definitely does have a downside I'm more of a fan of that um, just because we seem to be getting better product out of it like TV shows are much better written now than when we were kids um, movies are you know good movies are generally written much more tightly and much more put together um, and so I mean I kind of like that that hyper analysis in some way. Um, but definitely like Danny Erdley was saying is that, that you, you need to be earnest in your hyper analysis. You can't just hate on it because it's the cool thing to hate on it. Yeah, exactly. So. See, for me, like I, I, I am the guy that doesn't like the prequels, uh, but for a very specific reason, I, I felt like with the original trilogy, he followed the, the, the main rule of storytelling, which is show us, don't tell us, mm. you know, when Darth Vader shows up for the very first time and you see him in, in a new hope, all the other bad guys get out of his way 
and then he picks up a guy and snaps his neck. And you go, <laughs> holy crap, that's a bad guy. Yeah. But like Darth Maul, they kept saying he was a bad guy. But for like an hour and a half, all he did was squint at people and take his hood on and off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like that's that's not a bad guy to me. So I feel like this got back to a little more of that showing and not telling. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, so that, for me, anyway. Yeah. So how has this now affected our buying habits? I'm, I'm going to look at you specifically right now, Dan Newman, oh. because you're you're a vintage guy yeah. through and through. Yeah. Did this hook you enough to buy some new product? Uh, I got to be honest with you, not so much. Okay. Um, and and the the most uh, new Star Wars stuff I'm buying, I'm buying for Elliot. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think I think it might uh, take a little bit more time. Um, once I see a little bit more variety, maybe once I do see start seeing some of those um, uh, more unique characters coming out in the three and three quarter inch line, I'll I'll start start picking them up. But uh, to be honest, not really so much. So have you picked up any of the five point of articulation three and three quarter inch figures? Yeah, I definitely have. Okay, but, but I'm but I'm not like all in and. Um, um, they're they're pretty random. Because I was one of those people that was that was disappointed to hear that they were dropping the Star Wars black, you know, uh-huh. like hyper articulated thing and going back to five points of articulation. Yes. And then I started picking some up, and they have such the same charm to me as the vintage line that I have been just delighted with them. <laughs> yeah, I, I love like you know, sort of opening one up and go, oh, this is kind of like that old guy, you yeah. know, that, that sort of thing. So, right, right. I didn't know, I didn't know if they had hooked you like that. You, you, there, there are certain ones that it, it's going it, to, it's probably going to happen. Like, um, I don't, I don't even know its name, <laughs> but that, but that, um, blue protocol droid with the long neck. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He's, I saw him he's, today. He's four CO. Yeah, I had to get, I had to get that, you know, that's been sitting on my desk, you know, so it, it's, it's probably going to happen, but I was a big fan. I mean, Hasbro, when Hasbro started doing like the the um, three and three quarter inch like vintage style, where they really started upping the quality of of that line, the articulation and the sculpting, that was like that was like my heyday for collecting modern Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Those figures were so good. I mean, they they really. Um, set the bar for three and three quarter inch figures, in my opinion, as far as sure. as far as you know, being well sculpted, well constructed, uh, are good articulation, but but well hidden. Um, and so I, I really loved what Hasbro did with with three and three quarter. And so I've you know I I couldn't help but be bummed when they went back to five points of articulation, even though the figures themselves look good. Um, and so I'm still a little bit attached to the to the previous incarnation of Hasbro three and three quarter inch Star Wars figures. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Daniel Lynch, you mentioned you picked some stuff up. You got Poe. Anything else you got? Um, I grabbed um, a Kylo Ren just because I happened to run across him and no one was finding him, and that is one of those stupid things I do. So I have him. 
Um, and I have. Is it the standard one or the uh, the armored unhooded one? It's the standard. Well, uh, for me, it's all six inch. I don't I don't really care about the four oh, inch okay. stuff. Um, okay. Okay. I have my I have my little GI Joe shelf, and they're kind of like the bastards of my toy collection because they're the only thing that's not six inches. <laughs> um, so I've I've only bought six inch stuff. So I just have that one six inch Kylo Ren, um, and I think I grabbed a stormtrooper just on an automatic because it's a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, I mean, I've I've seen them all because I've been keeping the checklist up to date. The checklist on the website's actually been just just ginormous. I've been too busy to do a lot of reviews the last because Christmas time I'm at work too much and I, I can't really keep up as much. But mm-hmm. the website has suffered for, for December. I think I haven't posted a review since December 9th, I think was the last time. Th- there was no drop in traffic for December just because that one page of the Force Awakens checklist propped up the entire website. Oh, <laughs> it nice. They had nice. just as much traffic from that one page. Um, <laughs> so I've seen them all like that. And I would probably I would buy a Phasma if I found her, but I've still not run across her. Oh, um, wow. Really? Yeah, just I wish I'd known that. You mentioned that the other day, and I was like, "Oh, I saw that like <laughs> I think Christmas Eve at uh, at, at uh, Walgreens." I totally yeah. would have picked. Well, I think she's stand with one of the current assortments too, so, or something. I, I'm so. sure. Yeah, I'll, I'm sure I'll run across her. And yeah. I'm usually weak for snowtroopers, so that might be something I might if I run across that newer wave too. Um, but I think for the most part, I mean, I was like, I've got Poe, so I'm happy. You know, like I said, I'll get a Phasma, and then it's just kind of wait and see. I would kind of be more apt, because I, mean, I did like a lot of the characters, but like a Ray from later in the movie, I would probably yeah. like better than the Ray. Yes. Um, obviously, a BB-8 at some point yep. um, would be cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I could see getting a few just kind of there, but I think for me, too, that it's also going to kind of be um, one of those lines where uh, um, – you're not necessarily out looking to buy it, but it's just kind of something that you pick up when you run across it. Cause we're, I'm kind of to the point that yeah. buying anything at a store is kind of novelty yeah. at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Like everything seems like Motu comes online and you have to get hot toys online. And my transformers all come from Japan. So I'm a, I'm a big toy snob now accidentally. Um, <laughs> and so when I go to the store, you know, it's nice to find something and star Wars Black's probably going to be that thing. It's the niche that I'm like, Oh, Hey, here's, you know, here's whatever. I actually, I almost, I almost bought the resistance trooper, um, just yet, like last week, because I ran across it, and I'm like, this is really nice. cool. I like the design; it looked really neat. Um, I talked myself back out of it just because we're still kind of low on Christmas, uh, low on cash because of Christmas. Um, but I can see just kind of you know grabbing a few more as as I run across them. Did you find brown helmet or tan helmet? Um, I think it was more of a tan helmet. I guess I didn't even know there were that variation yet. So what do There's I? There's a very. I didn't know there was a variation either. Yeah. Oh, Walgreens no. seems to be getting like a tan version. Oh. And everywhere else, I actually just picked up the brown version today. Actually, yeah, I, I have my picture here. It was it was the brown version that I found because I snapped a picture for the well, mine's brown. For Instagram. So <sighs> what what characters from the movie that don't have a figure yet are you guys most hoping for? Oh, good question. Well, I said definitely Luke. Ray at the end. Yeah, Luke. and Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Luke. 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 I'd be I'd Luke. be good for Leia too, obviously. But yeah. Old man Jedi Luke would just be amazing. I'm super <laughs> excited for that. You know what he um, could come with? He could have a sound chip, and then he could say his lines from the movie. It <laughs> <laughs> would have it's to be a really good sound chip to hold it, all those all those lines. It would know? be. Yeah. <laughs> My pick is probably the most worthless figure from the film, apart from Constable's Juju. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Juju head. I like it. <laughs> Juju pet. I don't know yeah, what's his name. Zuvio, right? Zuvio. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, I want that big fat Bosk. That oh, yeah. Fresh, fresh cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That'd be amazing if they made him. Like, I know he's just a big doughy guy that sits there and does nothing, but it's just like, oh, that'd be cool. Wait, wait a, which one are you talking about? The one that the one that Ray has to trade her parts for provisions, or are you talking about the guy in the cantina? 
the guy in the canteen. canteen. Okay. Yeah. Can we call it the canteen? Guy... What else are we calling that? Maza's place or something? Or yeah. What's her name? Yeah, I guess Takodana was the or Takodana was the planet. Or however you say it, I can't say the name of the planet. But okay. I'm, I've just been referring it by the planet because that's how I remembered it. Okay. Um, I don't remember. The, the, the guy that Ray was trading stuff that was Simon Pegg. Right. Yeah. Yep. It was Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty. Yep. Well, what about what about Maz? I'm sure but we know sure he's getting a figure, figure Maz, right? right? Yeah, I want her. Oh, I want you know. There's a lot of cool characters in that scene. You know, just just like I was a sucker for the original Cantina scene. You know, I was trying to pick out characters from this one too. And you know, there's oh, yeah, a lot that... of I, you know, there's a lot of neat characters that had kind of old Macquarie type designs. Like there was that one robe, like kind of female robot with like the. Uh huh. Uh, that yeah. came out the side of her head. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, totally. Oh, that that that's awesome. I want to figure that. And that George. that red alien too that's in there is really cool. He's wearing like that red helmet that's kind of interesting shaped. We're getting a pop yeah, vinyl. He's a pop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. awesome. So I want to see him as a figure. And like this is kind of crazy. And I don't know if they're going to do it. I mean, we got Zuvio, obviously. But, <laughs> uh, I want I want all these crazy aliens in the six inch line because that's the oh, line absolutely. I'm primarily collecting, you know. So yeah. I hope that they I well, hope that they do that. That that right. blue that blue droid that uh, Danny Newman was just talking about with the the C three PO that's got the longer head on yeah. it. I mean that I almost bought that in four inches, even though I'm like I don't buy four inches. Like this is awesome. So I'm like no, yeah. I gotta, it needs a six inch figure. Right. Um, and then the other obscure one, um, which we actually have seen it a little more because this scene was in the trailer. Um, but when they walk into to Maz's bar, when they're going on, when they're still on the outside, and there's that that big red droid that walks yeah, past yeah. them. Like I don't know what it is about that design. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just like in, in, in some way, it's a little Abramsy kind of. It's kind of like a, a, a an old version of the bad robot, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I just I, that just really clicked with me in the trailer. So I was I was excited to see that in the movie. And you didn't get to see him other than that one thing walking by. But I wouldn't mind a figure of him, even though for his two seconds on screen. Right for sure. Well, I, I'm such a sucker for this. I've, I'm, I'm all in on the four inch. I'm all in on the six inch. Wow. <laughs> I've been buying the Disney diecast. I love wow. it. Just, uh, uh, can you talk to me a little bit about the Disney diecast? Because man, I, I look at them and they look great, but I've not bought any, and I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are. Uh, I think Pixel Dan can speak better. I've bought all of them and have opened none of them. Uh. <laughs> Well, I've only bought one so far, and that's Phasma. Uh, I just ordered a Ray because okay. I'm obsessed with Ray, so I can't wait to see what she looks like. And she um, comes with the BB-8, right? Um, yes. She comes with the BB-8, and they just refreshed her. So okay. the new version, it's the same figure, but she comes with the lightsaber in the refresh. Oh, right. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's the version I'm getting because I ordered her. They just came back in stock on Disney Store's website, and I ordered her. So. And I assume that was on purpose for, for spoiler reasons? Yeah. For, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I went to my Disney store. So I got to see the movie on the 17th. I got, you know, that Thursday preview night thing. Yeah. Uh, saw it at 7 o'clock, and the mall that I saw it in had a Disney store. Okay. Nice. And I went to the Disney store after I saw the movie because I knew that they they were supposed to have been releasing, like, Darth Vader and Boba Fett and some of the other classic characters in that diecast line. Mm. And all they had was... You know what we, you know Finn and and Kylo Ren. They did have the Ray with the lightsaber because I don't think they were paying attention that it was different. And I asked the lady like I was looking for like Boba Fett, and she was like, "All the new Star Wars stuff comes out tomorrow. We can't put any of it out tonight." Oh, I was like, okay. what? <laughs> so that was like you know when they put the released Poe in in that line and and the 
the refresh of of her and then uh, Kylo without his his mask on. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Kyle. But I I still haven't found Boba Fett or Darth Vader. I know that would be a good one. I I feel like they're um those figures are really cool um with any of the characters that are spe- specifically wearing helmets or mm. are like non-human in the face. Yeah. They're a lot better, I think. Mm. I I think a lot of the the face sculpts on the humans are very soft. Okay. And, um, you know, the paint's a little thick, it looks like, on the faces. So they're not, like, like the, the Hasbro figures look a little bit better detailed as far as, like, the, the details of the sculpt and faces go. Um, okay. I do really like my Phasma. It's cool how heavy she is because she's die-cast metal. Right. Um, the problem with it being mostly die-cast metal is the articulation is also not quite as functional as, again, a six-inch Hasbro figure is. What, what um, does it have as far as articulation? Um, she's got, they got a ball joint at the head, they got ball joints at the shoulders, they don't have the, uh, bicep swivels, they have a standard up and, standard single joint at the elbow, swivels okay. at the wrist. So, like, for example, Phasma cannot hold her blaster two-handed. Her arm is yeah, basically okay. only go up and down. So, right, because of the no bicep yeah. swivel. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So, um, it's not quite on par with the, the Hasbro stuff, but, you know, they're, they're nice-looking figures to specifically, like, display, find a good yeah. post form, stand them on your shelf, they look real pretty. And yeah. the, the die-cast metal is a neat concept for them. It makes them feel special. Yeah. But if you're looking for something to actually, like, pose around and play with, these probably aren't really going to work for that. Right. I feel like the line might have might have been pitched and concepted solely based on Phasma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And don't put them on a high shelf. Ah, they can right, fall yeah. and clock yeah. you because they are, they are heavy. Yeah, At least yeah. they come with a little display base, though. Like they have a stand, nice. so that's that's right. nice. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a related but sort of different topic question? Absolutely. Um, okay, so so what we have to look forward to Star Wars wise next is Rogue One, correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what do we know about that? I believe uh, this is the story that takes place before Episode Four about the Rebel Squadron that steals the Death Star plans. Right, okay. many Bothans die. Right, or many yep. Bothans die. Many Bothans are going to die. <laughs> that's, that's what we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they have said it's supposed to be more of sort of a war film. Uh, it should be a Star Wars universe without any Jedi, because they're all still underground. We have yep. not seen what happens to Obi Wan or Yoda. Don't forget about Kanan. Uh, our Kanan, yes. And Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Uh, so... Do we think we'll... And they've announced some of the cast, and we've seen a couple of helmets. Yeah. Okay. They released some helmet designs. And those were actually cool helmets. I mean, there was, yeah. there was some... I mean, the, the Stormtrooper was basic, but the, the black one on the left, I think, was just... That really had that Macquarie pre-feel. That looks totally, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was. I'm wondering because I, I know that we saw, there was one of the comics, and I, I haven't read the comics um, leading up to it. That's actually something my wife has asked me about. She's been she's put me on finding like if there were any books or comics that follow that movie continuity, and I'm like I think they all do now. So good luck. But the uh, uh, I want to say it was like Shattered Empire or something, and I guess it has Poe's parents in it mm-hmm. as as pilots, and so that's what I was oh, kind of right wondering on. too, like if that that would any way that would tie in where we might see any of the 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 lineage of any of the the like Poe Dameron, who's obviously we know not related to any of our other main characters. Like we might see his parents in mm-hmm. something like Rogue One, where it could tie together that way in a, just a real simple way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was supposed to be like a C three PO comic that came out beforehand that said why he had a red arm. Mm-hmm. 
but I never did see that come out. So, I, I did um, hear about that again the other day, and it was because they meant because there was kind of about like that it was that droid's heroic sacrifice. But yeah, I don't think it's actually come out yet. But then the weird thing was, it looked to me at the very end where everyone's riding off into the sunset yes. and they're all waving. Yeah, he had a gold arm again. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they did they just have a spare one in the back <laughs> this whole time? I, I, well, I, I would think finally, if you think about it, R two was asleep and Chewbacca wasn't around. So yeah, like he got he was fixed up once they got back, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's just been waiting this whole time. Right, right. Yeah, like only Chewbacca can put me back together. But what's funny is, you know, now that we're post-Christmas, like going to, uh, like, Toys R Us and Target and seeing all, like, the clearance ornaments, mm. there's a lot of, like, broken C-3PO, but it's like the gold arm is broken off and the red <laughs> arm is still there. It's, like, just hanging there on their clearance rack. So it's like, oh, maybe that's how we got it. Um, <laughs> just, just quick, okay, so speaking of Bothans, um, like, I was trying to rack my brain as to like what a Bothan looks like and I know in the past I've seen you know artwork of them was there a Bothan in episode 7 like uh, kind of with the you know with the resist you know when the resistance was kind of like all kind of gathered there was one of those characters a Bothan do you know oh I don't know the answer yeah. okay 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 you're the only one seen it twice. So. <laughs> we, I, we would ask you. Just, just based on vague recollections, I think there may have been one, but I was just kind of curious to verify that. Yeah, I don't even think I know what one looks like off the top of my head, so I couldn't, I wouldn't okay. have noticed if I'd seen it. So. Okay, okay. But it would make sense. I would throw it to somewhere even in the cantina scene, and it would just blend in, and you'd never know. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy the Bolton. Yeah, yeah. I, I did miss a little bit, like, in, <laughs> in Maz's place, that there weren't more classic... Uh, creatures mixed in, right? You know, it would have killed him to put like a Rodian in there. I was or something. say, yeah, Rodian is the one that stands out to me the most. That we it's, see. it's still J.J. Abrams, and you've seen his Star Trek, right? Yeah, Don't, I have seen it. You just just be happy with what you got. You were very, You're you right. were very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> meaning, meaning what, Daniel? Uh, I, I, you gotta I, like. I'm sick. You gotta explain things to me. Okay. As, as I told you earlier, I'm more of a Star Trek fan than Star Wars, so yeah. as a child. Um, and and while the two Star Trek movies, the, fir- the first reboot movie from 2009 is, is very good, and the second one was okay, um, the Star Trek movies to me are very much Abrams. Like, this is how Abrams makes a movie, and this is what Abrams does, and it follows an Abrams plot. And, mm-hmm. and he has to change things for change's sake, because that's what he likes to do. Um, and, then, and then very, very lucky for everyone involved, that whatever part of him that feels that need, um, he just tucked away for The Force Awakens and he just made a Star Wars movie and, and kind of left himself out of it. So all the, good, all the good storytelling that he's good at and all the good characterization that he's good at and all of those things came through. And he didn't have to just, you know, decide the Millennium Falcon should be like four times as big and look completely different just because, <laughs> you know, he felt like it. I see. Okay. So. But even in the first Star Trek, you put like an Orion slave girl. There was know, there was a little, but but, there. but there was a lot of there was a lot of new things that that yeah. Um, that, there was like that, Deep yeah. Roy, like what the crap was he? And, right, and yeah. and it and that and since they were trying to fit it into the other continuity, you were kind of really limited because it's like only things from like the last twenty years can be different, so you're kind of messing with stuff. So, okay. like, so I mean, it's, it's not it's really fan nitpicky stuff, and like I said, they're perfectly good movies. But I, I I'm just teasing you that that Star Wars was so Star Warsy as it was that that you so, should just so yeah so counter blessings I got gotcha. you yeah, yeah. Um, well <laughs> if you want if you want those cameos just keep watching Star Wars Rebels because. Maybe, Totally. I know. Yeah. I, need to watch. I don't have. Um, is it Disney XD? 
I think. Yes. Yeah, we don't have that channel here. And I, so I don't, I don't have it either, just because I don't have cable, but, it, but certain things I'll just go ahead and buy on iTunes, and that's one of the things I've, mm, I've bought. Mm. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, they went to, you know, the recently they went to the, I don't know if it was the Ithorian planet, but there was a ton of Ithorians, and, I mean, they, they were wearing vintage Hammerhead costumes. I mean, it was like a complete Sweet. tribute to, to vintage yeah, they've done they've done vintage Hammerhead and they've done vintage Walrus Man in his little orange and blue pants. Right. Oh, yep. cool. Nice. Yeah. So every so often you're just like, oh, come on now, you yeah, know. Yeah, I need to catch up. But with you that see a, you see a lot of those characters just around and stuff in in Rebels, which is great. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, which 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 makes me curious, like if if any of those spinoff, um, pro, you know, spinoff um, projects will will show up in any way in either the either the new trilogy or the spin-offs. Like I mean there there could very easily be some you know some aspect of Star Wars Rebels that shows up in Rogue One if that you know because it sounds like they're happening in the same time period. Right. It would be cool. Be very interesting to see. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so Rogue One is, I think, December 16th of 2016. Okay. So, mark and, your calendars. And, Danny Newman, to answer your question on um, on the, the Wikipedia, uh-huh. um, it does sh- <laughs> it does say that um, uh, there were Bothans, Bothans, um, scenes at the Resistance headquarters in The Force Awakens. So there should be one okay. in the background there somewhere. Okay, I, okay. Sweet. I thought so. Cool. So that, and it's actually, I guess, the first time they were actually shown on camera because we never saw them in the original trilogy or a prequel. So that's no, the very first ne- time they've ever shown up. Right, that's never sweet. saw them. And like I said, I had a vague kind of picture in my mind of what they looked like, and then I kind of saw something that looked like that. And was... Yeah, they're kind of werewolfy, I guess, from this yes. drawing. Yeah. Yeah. But not, cool. but not the Cantina werewolf, just werewolf. Right. Not, not Laxivrak. Right. Or the new Maz werewolf thing. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't see that. I, I didn't. Notice him. You only see it from the back. Okay. Kind of from above. He's, he's walking away from you. Okay. Is that figure he out? At is least that I figure see. out yet? Uh, in some places, yes. Okay. <laughs> see, like but that's something I'll have to get him. I don't yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, uh, anything else? Any, anyone with closing thoughts on on the Star Warsy? Mm-hmm. Just, I, I was I was amazed just real quickly uh, that we already have sort of the modern uh, uh, early bird set. If you go into like Toys R Us, Target, or Walmart, they're already pre-selling the digital release of the film, just in uh, a box <laughs> with three posters in it. Oh, okay, nice. Huh. And it's been out, you know. Not not even a full month. It's not even the 18th. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, I'm just really excited altogether just for Star Wars. Like it's it's cool. To, I I really enjoyed the movie. I'm really into buying all the toys right now, and it just feels good to be excited about Star Wars again. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. cool to see everybody else so excited about it. And like it's just everywhere. Star Wars is everywhere, I and mean, I love that. I think that's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it hit it a good. Th- you know, like um, I've mentioned this to to you guys, you know, uh, offline. But like, um, there there's this amazing multi generational quality to it uh, now. And you know, like I got to bring my six year old 
stepson to go see Star Wars, and that's not far from how old I was when I saw Star Wars for the mm-hmm. first time. And you know, is 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 deeply entrenched into geek culture as I am. I try not to force anything on Elliot. I, let, I just want him to, you know, like the things that he likes and, and not feel beholden to, to my nostalgia. And so to bring him and to see him really excited about it on his own merits and, and, and from his own perspective was really fun. And then my mom came out for Christmas and then we all went and it was just like this three generations of, <laughs> you know, Star Wars happening. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam uh, is, is only 15 months old. And um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but uh, Jimmy Fallon will do these acapella renditions of songs. Like, he'll have yeah, all the different colored yeah. squares and the different people. And he got all the Star Wars, or almost all the Star Wars main characters are in it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they went through, like, the Star Wars mega mix. Um, and, and my son, at just 15 months old, will not stop watching it. Oh, it's so he cool. just, he just, I just constantly, and I, mean, I have, there's, I have pictures on my phone. I, you know, I, I can put them on. I need to put them online sometimes. I haven't, but I mean, you'll just see him. He'll, and, and we try not to let him play with iPhones and iPads and things because he's just a little baby. Um, and we don't want to, you know, hook him on him, but he just has to watch it. And he'll just, you'll just, you'll, you'll start playing it and you'll just give him the phone. He will just sit down and he will just watch it. And he'll even do like the bum, bum, bum at certain times with him. And, <laughs> um, and then uh, he shakes his head at Adam Driver whenever he comes on to do the do, 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 like part. It just oh, really? cracks me up. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, it's, I can't take him. I mean, I can't take him to the movie for, you know, to the theater for a while. Um, and he won't even remember anything until he's like four or five. But just already that music is just, is already just speaking to him at 15 months old. And he's, I've probably watched that video like, 75 to 80 times already just because he just has to hear it and and it actually works for us too because like it doesn't matter like if he's upset or he's mad um like we can just play that he's just like whoa and he'll just calm down and he'll just watch it so yeah so he's already hooked on star wars he's not even barely a year old that's awesome yeah i I actually you know Paige tries to not uh indulge me in any of the geek stuff because she thinks it's hilarious to be contrary, but I caught her whistling the Imperial theme the other day. Oh, excellent. She saw me catch her, and then she was just like, does that make you happy? And I was like, yes. (laughs) That's so good. Can't fool me. That's great. That's great. All right, well let's let's talk, let's uh, change gears a little bit. Uh last month, just a, a couple of weeks ago, was Christmas. The the holidays. Yeah. Uh do we do we get some good geek stuff uh each of us? Did Santa bring you anything lovely or Hanukkah Harry or <laughs> uh, Yeah, I got I got some stuff. I didn't um you know, I don't get a lot of toys for Christmas anymore, and I think it's mostly because uh, I just buy everything that I want. <laughs> yeah. Also, also since I'm like into the whole you know reviewing thing, anything that I really want, I want to review, and I just buy yeah. it basically to review. So it's really hard for my wife or anybody else to actually buy me a toy that I don't already have. Yeah. And um, so like like my wife's kind of got that rule. I don't I don't buy you toys. I'm not buying you toys for Christmas because you've already got everything you want. There's no way I'd be able to do it. Um, but I still got some some cool stuff from her. Um, she always surprises me with some really neat stuff that's still geeky. Um, this year it was mostly video game related, but a little bit of toy related too. She bought me a Disney Infinity 3.0, the Star Wars. Oh, nice. 
And um, it's really funny because I was purposely trying to stay away from those games because <laughs> I didn't want to dive down the rabbit hole buying oh all those gosh. figures because they're so cool looking. And I yes. know that once I start, it's it's I'm I'm done. I, I'm gonna yeah. buy them. Um, so I opened that up and there it was, boom, Star Wars Disney Infinity. And and of course that came with Anakin and Ahsoka. And she also bought me the Luke and Leia two pack. So now I have lots of Star Wars uh, Disney Infinity figures that I need to go buy. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole new wow. scale. Yep, <laughs> a whole new scale. <laughs> Where's that phasma? I'm waiting for that phasma. <laughs> oh, I just, the, the stylization on those figures is is so irresistible. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're I mean, great. people who don't play the game or even have a console, you know, like want and buy those figures just because. Right. Uh, they're so well designed. Well, and I, I keep yeah. picking up, like, every time I go into the store, I always look at the Tron ones because I'm like, there's freaking Tron toys out right now because yeah. of Disney Infinity. Like, that, like I feel like I should own these. Well, now I'm definitely going to own them because I have the game. Huh. Um, but, but it was really funny because, like, I, I went into Toys R Us just a couple days ago and walked straight in and walked over to the Disney Infinity aisle and started picking up all these Star Wars figures. And, and <laughs> my wife was like, you, you haven't even played the game yet. Like, don't, <laughs> don't buy any of those yet because you haven't even played the game yet so it's it's already like i can feel the itch and i haven't even tried the game but i I've, i'm already like dying to buy more toys <laughs> yeah, i i have the exact same thing with you except uh i got the lego dimensions oh, oh man yeah i really want to stay away from that one i don't <laughs> uh since because since we had the new baby we didn't want to travel back home for the holidays right so we stayed here, which meant that people just sent us money to buy whatever we wanted. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Uh, and that went on, like, some sort of ridiculous clearance. And then I just, you know, I had, like, Christmas money from Grandma and my mom and stuff. And just like, oh, I'm going to buy it. And so I bought a ton of these things. Have not opened or started any of it yet. <laughs> but uh, I, know, I know, because uh, my wife and I play all the Lego games anyway. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, Daniel, well, you can't not have that. Yeah, and we try and play them through to 100% completion, and this thing's never going to be complete. That's the ridiculous thing. So uh, I've I have a huge, huge stack of these things now that uh, I haven't haven't started yet. But already it's like, you know, Amazon has started listing like the March releases and oh, stuff. Man. It's like, oh, I'm gonna need you know the Ghostbusters and the you know. <laughs> So, you know, I've, well, not, I've not played any of those styles of games like Skylanders or Disney Infinity or Lego Dimensions. I mean, are those kind of like 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 World of Warcraft things where it's just an open world and you have free reign, or or are there like storylines that you need to follow? And you, you just said you can't complete it, so I guess I guess there's not like a like a an obvious walkthrough or something. Yeah, you know, so, I, I was going to say, I'm not entirely certain how Infinity works yet. Like, I, I've seen some things, and I know that there's different types of gameplay in it, depending on what levels you go into. Like, there's different level discs, I think, with the oh. Disney Infinity stuff, that opens up different games you can play okay. with your characters. Um, I played the original Skylanders. That's the only one of these games I've ever played. And that first Skylanders game was very linear. It was just like, oh, okay. it was levels, and you played through the levels, and you just used the little guys to help you get through the levels, because each of the guys had different abilities, so they mm. would be more helpful in certain levels. But I think even Skylanders has evolved 
much further past that at this point. Like, I think it is yes. a little more open world now, and they've even got the driving stuff in it now. There's cars and stuff. So uh-huh. it's definitely gotten a lot bigger than when it first started. Okay. But the the nefarious thing with them, though, again, I played, you know, some of the, not the original Skylanders, but the two after that, and I know the same is true for the Lego Dimensions. You can't play all of it until you have everyone. Oh, my gosh. Like, there are Ninjago levels in this Lego thing. Oh, cool. But if you don't have those oh. guys, you're not getting in there. Oh, yeah. That's okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's cruel. <laughs> that's where they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. <laughs> and there are, like, you know, there's a... There's like three different levels of sets that you can buy for the Lego thing. There's just like a character with a vehicle. There's uh, one that has a couple of characters in it. And then there's ones that are actually new levels that will add on to it if you buy this. Mm -hmm. Like the Doctor Who and the Portal one. Mm -hmm. Like now you can do any of that stuff. But yeah, like there's the Wizard of Oz stuff. If you don't have the Wicked Witch, you can't get in there. So. There's incentive to collect them all. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that As if sounds we need terrible. any more encouragement. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I've got enough at this point that it's going to take us a while before I need mm-hmm. to go pick mm-hmm. up more. Well, that's good you know, at least, yeah. That, yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I, I can't help but feel that we're all probably in the same boat that um, – Danny Erdely just described as far as like, what do people get us for Christmas? I mean, and and that, uh, you know, that's, it's super hard. And I totally understand like Meg, uh, my wife, she, she, she wants to get me some toy or action figure that I want, but you know, it's at the point now where the things that I need are so rare and hard to find that I'm not going to be unaware if one comes up somewhere and if it does, it's, you know, it's, it's few and far between. So kind of knowing this and knowing my mom also is always asking for a list. Um, I decided this year to finally kind of break into a collecting a line that I've avoided for a long time, um, but would be kind of perfect for this type of gift giving. And, and that's the vintage Kenner superpowers line. Um, and I, I posted something on a lot, you know, I posted a picture of some of the figures that Meg and my mom got me this, this year for Christmas. And, um, and I know, um, uh, Daniel Pickett posted something like, you know, welcome, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but that's, your, your wife is savvy enough to reach out to your friends that are experts. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had, like that for help. I had a feeling. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, I got a few superpowers figures. Um, Sweet for Christmas this year, and that was that was fun. Nice. Yeah, my wife got me the the big ass Tie Fighter. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, nice. she did. That's amazing. Love that. That man. was pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. I think I'm gonna have to hang it from the ceiling or yeah. bolt it to the top of my car or something. But well, and think about yeah, this. Again, it's, what are you going to do with the inevitable X-Wing that has to be coming? Because you can't have a TIE fighter and not have an X-Wing to go with it, right? Nope. <laughs> well, it's been interesting. You know, if you pay close attention to the Star Wars Black packaging, what is numbered and what isn't? Yeah. You know, like like the Walmart guys that are more articulated, not numbered, all the Star Wars Black are numbered. And, and on the side of that TIE fighter is a giant zero one. Huh. Yep. So... Yep. That makes me think, 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. First of many. <laughs> if that line's doing as well as they say it's doing, I, and especially since we are in, well, every year's a movie year now. <laughs> First That's Star right. Wars, every year's a movie year. So if it keeps making the money it's making, I don't see where they're going to stop making this stuff. So. But it will be, saying that every year's a movie year, it will be interesting to see how deep a cuts will get character-wise yeah. now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Before they have to move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, because look at right, Marvel's... Right, because there's always fresh, um, you know, uh, t- territory to, to pull from, so they don't yeah. have mm-hmm. to go as deep necessarily. That's going to be something And we've been good. told from from Hasbro before, like, oh, we're getting, we're totally getting more Guardians of the Galaxy. Those things sold huge. Yep. And we haven't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but even just that, like, I mean, we had a good year because we got Coulson and we got a few of those things. But yeah, I mean, we still don't have Falcon and Marvel Legends. Um, you know, no Scarlet Witch, no Quicksilver. So I mean, yeah, every movie we're just kind of racking up a couple that we don't get until later on in the movie, until mm-hmm. maybe a later movie. So I mean, yeah, you know, Star Wars is going to kind of enter that territory now, where yeah, we got to go make some Rogue One guys, and so you may not be getting you know, two-second cantina guy, because we've got to move on to the next movie. I kind of do feel like, though, that they're already putting out waves of the Six Inch Black series figures in a much more rapid succession than they were before. Like, we're starting to reach Marvel Legends like numbers as far as like their waves that are coming out because they just uh they just put two more waves on pre-order i don't know if you guys saw that yeah, i just pre-ordered did. both of them i just i was like yep i'm pre-ordering both of these because <laughs> i want to make sure i'm getting them oh. but like it, yeah it's starting to feel already like boom here's another wave of black series boom here's another wave of black series you know oh. so i don't know it, it's going to be interesting to see it's going to be one of those things that i'm really excited to f- see if we get more information on come toy fair next month you know mm. Last yeah. year, last year we had nothing for Star Wars. This year, hey, we had Furbaka. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We did have Furbaka. Where they owe us this year, man. They better just be like throwing Star Wars everywhere. Like, yeah. Star Wars has got to have got group. <laughs> Yeah. Like, here's the Star Wars wing of our. Yeah. <laughs> well, at this rate, like that ent- entire area is going to have to be Star Wars, and then the corner of the room is going to be Transformers and Marvel Legends, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything else will be Star Wars. So, yeah, I'll, I, I, it should be a very different toy fair for Hasbro this Absolutely. year than last year. That was such a strange year. It was the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen, as far as that. Just goes. to go through the whole presentation. <laughs> And it was like, what, uh, what, 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 what? this is weird. Yeah. This feels wrong. Yeah. Oh man. So. Toy fairs in a month. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Holy cat. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Lynch, I didn't hear much about what you got for Christmas. Kind of curious. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I work in retail, so I don't care about Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm, January is my favorite month. Um, no, the uh, it, it, you know it was kind of the same thing that a lot of you guys are saying is that that I am a spoiled rotten child. The other 364 days, taking care of myself. Um, so I kind of put everybody else in a bad position as far as gifts, and so I've kind of you know I don't really expect much of anything from anybody. And 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 my wife and I even kind of worked it out where, especially since we've had Sam the last two Christmases, that um. You know, we don't really get anything for each other. We just, you know, we make sure the babies get his stuff. And um, we send all the gifts out to friends and family. Um, and then we just kind of, you know, we don't worry about each other. And we've done that. And it, it works for us. So, and we're happy that way. But um, I, I do have to give um, 
a shout to my parents this year because they actually bought me an action figure for the first time in 20 years, probably. So that was cool. Um, I had, I had been, um, um, complaining is not the right word, but I really didn't have the money to pick up that Avengers four pack off of Amazon with the Bruce Banner and the Thor Mm. and all of those. And I had anticipated being able to buy it. So I I had actually sold all of my first movie Avengers six inch figures because I'm like, those are better. So I'm just going to go and you could actually get a decent price of money for on eBay for those original movie figures. I'm like, I'm just going to sell those. I'll buy the Amazon four pack. Um, and then the Amazon four pack came around. I'm just like, well, I'm not going to have money for that anytime soon. And, uh, I apparently at some point when I was having that conversation with Steph, I had it with an earshot of my parents. So my mom just was like, click. And so that was actually a really awesome surprise on this year's Christmas. And then, uh, and they got me this other cool thing too this year. This, uh, it's like a, it's a giant framed, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like a shadow box, but it's like two feet by three feet. It's got like nine little Superman covers in it, but they're all raised. It's like they're on little, they're on little chipboard and then they're all raised up off of the back. So it's a really nice effect. And they're all classic. I think the, the most expensive comic on there is 15 cents. If that tells you how old they all are. Oh, cool. So um, it's just got some great Superman covers on it. So I'm like, and I don't have anything hanging up in my office. So like, okay, now I need to get a, a nail and a level and hang nice. up my first yeah. thing. <laughs> that sounds really cool. Yeah. Spe- speaking of parents, that just reminded me um, that my mom did get me a toy this year, um, but I felt bad because, you know, I opened it up and she got me the, the pop BB eight, which I had already. <laughs> so, so it was one of those things where I opened it up and I was like, Oh, awesome. BB eight. Thank you. And she was just like, you've already got that. Don't you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it's the effort. Mom. It's the effort. Yeah. But it, yeah. Yeah. She bought me star Wars, everything this year. I have so many t-shirts and stuff with star Wars printed on it. It's ridiculous. Like my mom was just like, Hey, my son loves star Wars and star Wars is every that way everywhere this year. So I'm just going to buy everything I see that yeah. says star Wars. <laughs> I don't it's think super easy at that point. I don't think there's been a Christmas since 1977 that my mom hasn't bought me something Star Wars related. <laughs> I think yeah, I think my my mom got me the uh, the R2 and 3PO ornaments nice. from Hallmark. Oh, nice. Yeah, my mom got. I, I, I'm trying to think of this year. I know I know one thing was a Target gift card, and she had and she wrote specific on it specifically four Star Wars toys. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Waiting for inventory to be over. And right, yeah, get that. Shelves to fill back up. Yeah. Hey, Elliot got the. Uh, out there, if you want them. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, hey, there's plenty of Batman figures out there if you want. Yeah, them. Right, yeah. right. They they aren't running out of those anytime soon. <laughs> and he can fight Constable Juju. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Constable Juju and Batman. Oh, Batman v. Constable. <laughs> um, Elliot, Elliot got the um, the Target uh, remote control BB-8. Um, did, did any of you guys? Did any of you guys have that one? I've got that. Yeah. Okay. Um, he he wanted that, and you know, so Meg and I had to have the conversation about whether or not to get him the Spiro one or that one, and we decided in the end to get him the Target one. And uh, we thought we've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, obviously it doesn't have quite the, you know, sophistication of the other one, but for, for a six year old, it's, it's been pretty good. It's kind of easier to control than the Sphero one, actually. Okay. That's good. Uh, then. 
And it uh, it doesn't move as fast, so his head doesn't fall off as often. Yeah, yeah. We I think we've kind of got that down. We've figured out how to control him without the head falling off so much. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little toy. Yeah. I, I finally put batteries in mine uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. The dog the dog hates it as much as <laughs> the Spiro one, but uh, I'm sure. he thinks the head should be off at all times right. and it should be in his mouth, but he's like that with any round object in the house. So. <laughs> So, uh, Danny, you mentioned about, you know, Star Wars of, of Christmas past. Let, let's just talk about some awesome holiday uh, things that we've got before. And I think, you know, there's the holidays always have a bit of nostalgia for us, of cool stuff that we've gotten. And hopefully we won't sink too far into the flood years uh, for Daniel Lynch. I know <laughs> oh. That's all. It's, uh, it's all gone. It's all gone. Sort of, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, just sort of awesome things you guys have got uh, for holiday gifts in the past. Uh, my parents, when I was a kid, um, were amazing, and they're still amazing parents now. But they were amazing. Um, uh, they uh, they may have inadvertently fostered my complete lack of self control um, because all year long, um, everything was no. Like if you were at Toys R Us and there was like GI Joes that were Night Force because that was just awesome, and they would be like, no. So you're like, okay. So all year long, mm-hmm. just you would get told no. And and at no point in my childhood did I ever figure this out. I, I realized it years later. Um, they would remember everything that they said no to. And mm-hmm. so when my birthday or my or Christmas would come around, um, it would be total insanity. Like the uh, uh, the superpowers year, I think it was eighty five. It was the second year. Um, I, I want to say like almost every figure that had come out up to that point. I think I had Batman and Robin I had a couple already, but I mean just so every other figure. So I mean Green Arrow, Doctor Fate, Martian Manhunter, all of those. The Batmobile, the Lexor Seven, just all of that stuff, all at once. So just like it's Christmas, and then boom, here's like you know a near complete superpowers collection. Oh, or uh, there was another year with Transformers where it was like all of the parts of Bruticus and all of the parts of Defense were all on the same day. Wow. So I mean just those Christmases would just be just off the charts insane. Um, and and like I said, it wasn't until I was older that I was like, you know what? Like <laughs> this is why I don't get anything the rest of the years because these two days are amazing. Um, and I, you know, I, I, you know, it was one of the things when you're an adult and you go back to your parents, you're like, you know, really thank you for that. Cause that was really awesome. Cause I really didn't appreciate it as much as I should have at the time. Cause I didn't really realize, but, yeah. um, they were just, just amazing Christmases. They, they would always crack up because I would, you'd do that kid thing where you get up at like five or six in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to, and then they would go back to bed cause I would be fine, you know, just slamming Defensor and Bruticus into each other for three hours until they woke back up again. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a big thing, like, for Sam, where um, as he's getting older, you know, I, I really, that's something I really take to heart and just make sure that just he really has awesome birthdays and Christmases that, you know, that he just knows, that, you know, that, you know, I mean, we'll take care of him every day, but, I mean, just really want to recreate what I had with him as he grows up. Sure. Uh, that's, I love that. Yeah, that's that's great. Um. You know, I, I, I'm not one of these guys with a photographic memory. Like, I can't really recall too many specifics of what happened on any particular Christmas when I was a kid. But fortunately, there's photos. And as I look <laughs> back, you know, I've, I've kind of gathered this little pile of, like, you know, Christmas photos of when I was a kid. And I, I, I love these things because I look at them and I analyze them and I, you know, like I... I almost look at them with like a magnifying glass and try to find every single toy that, you know, possibly exists <laughs> in the photo. And, um, 
you know, they're great. Like I'm looking, I, I pulled a couple cause I knew we'd be talking about this on, on the podcast tonight. And I'm like, I, like I'm looking at one right now where I'm hugging a plush Chewbacca yeah. and next to me, there's the Shogun warriors, Godzilla. And at his feet is the, is the, is, is this, is the big head Han Solo three and three quarter inch next mm-hmm. to him is an eight inch world's greatest superhero, Amigo Superman. And there's next to him, the 12 inch Battlestar Galactica, um, guy, like, uh, the, these photos are just like treasures. Um, yeah. you know, like, like these toys that I just mentioned, like you try to go out now and get them and they're like super rare and they're icons and there they are just kind of laying on the floor at my feet and yeah. it's <laughs> just really fun to look at, look at them. That's cool. I was doing the same thing. I actually, uh, posted a few of those pictures you know, online leading up to Christmas. I was looking at old pictures of me as a kid just to see. It's always fun to look at those just to see what toys are laying around because it is sometimes hard to remember exactly when you got what toy and everything. But m- much the way Daniel Lynch was saying, like I, my Christmases were insane too. My mom specifically spoiled the crap out of us to the point that I, re- I always vividly remember tearing through present after present after present and at some point my dad going, how much did you get them? (laughs) Like, like, yeah. And then that was an ongoing thing every single year. So she was just always like that. Um, But we would get, you know, I would get lots of stuff. It was great. And, and I always remember uh, it was really fun coming out and seeing like the way specific things were set up under the Christmas tree. Um, Like sometimes Santa Claus, would actually open up and arrange some of the toys in like fun ways. I, yeah. I still remember vividly coming down, you know, to the Christmas tree, looking under the Christmas tree and seeing all of the Kenner real Ghostbusters figures um, blasting a whole bunch of ghosts just all oh over the package and stuff underneath the Christmas tree. Like, I still remember that to this day that, you know, the year I got like basically all my Ghostbusters figures right there for Christmas and the way they were all set up under the tree. It was so exciting and cool. You know, I was like, oh, my God, Ghostbusters, there they are. <laughs> so it's it's really cool to think about that kind of stuff. And like I was looking through those old. So, so they actually opened the the figures yeah. from the package. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Only only a little. I think that happened more when I was real young. You know, as I started getting older, it was a little different. Um, but when I was real, when I was a lot younger, um, they some of those would actually be opened up and just ready for me to grab and start playing with, which was really cool. I thought that was neat. Um, uh, so much so that we kind of, I kind of did the same thing this year for for my son. Like this was his kind of first like real Christmas to get excited about toys, and he's real into dinosaurs right now. So uh, we got him a bunch of different dinosaur stuff, and we just like we had dinosaur battles going on, you know, <laughs> right there yeah. for him. And he, it was great just watching him come in, you know, come out that next day and go a dinosaur, Is that a dinosaur, you know. <laughs> it was great, you know. I got to like you know, that same excitement that I had as a kid seeing those Ghostbusters. It was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, man, I just like looking at those pictures. I, I, one of the pictures I just recently saw, uh, like there is the Technodrome, TMNT Technodrome box, mm-hmm. and I saw like the giant uh, Krang android body laying on the floor, you know, in the living room also. So like that was a year that I probably got a ton of Turtles toys. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, really, really cool stuff. It's just a lot of fun thinking back to how good my parents and Santa Claus were to me back then. Always had, <laughs> always had great Christmases, like Lynch was saying. Um, and then, and then I will, I will go ahead and give my wife a good shout out too, because we were just talking about how she doesn't really buy me a lot of toys, but there was this one year, it was the first year we were living together actually, where she totally surprised me by buying me the giant Hasbro AT-AT that came out. You remember 
the big AT-AT, which was the follow-up to the big Millennium Falcon. And I uh-huh. loved that Millennium Falcon, and I knew I wanted the AT-AT, but I hadn't bought it and was not expecting to find that under the Christmas tree, but there it was. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is, this is the best thing you've ever done for me. <laughs> that, was a, that was great. So that's the one time she really was able to, like, it was something that I hadn't bought yet, so she knew. You know, she yeah. jumped on it and got it for me. It was cool. Oh, very cool. That, that does. For, that does. Sorry, that does remind me that my wife um, has this uncanny ability to find really rare things. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I remember back to um, the uh, when the 2000 X Motu was out, and it was like that Manny Faces Buzz Off wave uh-huh. that yeah. just wasn't anywhere. And, yeah. and that was back when we were dating, and she was at college in Connecticut at UConn. Um, and so that's the thing that she would hear. She would hear me lament, you know, the stuff that I was looking for and not finding. Um, and somehow that was she just always managed to find it <laughs> like and I, I always tell her that because she doesn't want to go on like if it's midnight oh, I want to go to Walmart she doesn't want to go I'm like you have to go with me because you know which Walmart's to go to you'll find it <laughs> um but yeah all sorts of stuff like that too um uh, even yeah. um there was that a uh, Superman um you can tell these are old toys it was like a DC Direct Cyborg Superman that was like that kind of came and he went really quick and he got really expensive yeah, um, yeah, and she cool. just walked into a comic shop and there it was for like 15 bucks and I'm like alright you're awesome that's yeah. funny. That, it's, it's funny you mentioned that buzz off wave. I remember searching pretty hard for that. And uh, there's, I don't know that if I've, if I've told you guys this story, but I was living in New Jersey at the time, and there was this one Target. It was kind of a new Target in uh, on on, uh, on Route 46. And I'd stop there every morning on my way to work and just do, do the Target run. While I was there looking at the 2000X Master of the Universe, looking for that wave, and there was a guy standing next to me also kind of looking at the Master of the Universe stuff, and he asked me, like, what are you looking for? And I told him, I'm looking for these, you know, this particular wave and whatever. And he says, oh, yeah, me, me too. Uh, and then he introduces himself. He says, oh, my name is, my name is Cornboy. And nice. I, say, I said, uh, okay, he's like, I'm, I'm one of the four horsemen. And I'm like, What? <laughs> he says, "Yeah, I I work on these figures." I'm like, "Yes, I know who you, I know who you are," uh, and it was like this very surreal moment, and um, you know because they were pretty they were headquartered right near my hometown, and uh, you know this was all kind of flooding in on me at this at this moment, um, and we I remember just walking out of the store with him and him kind of and telling me about how even though they work on the toys, it doesn't necessarily mean that they that they get them when they're released, and he has to go hunting for them just like everybody else, et cetera, et cetera. And that's that was the first time I met Cornboy yep, in a Target amazing. aisle looking for Masters of the Universe. That's so amazing. That's <laughs> so amazing. Yeah, that is still the case. That's And I always feel bad, like, being... You know, like like us, Daniel Pickett. Well, you know, we get review copies. I always feel <laughs> so bad when, like, you know, I've got a review copy and CB or Eric are both like, "Hey, yeah, how did he turn out? I don't, I don't have him. Yeah. I have to wait till my subscription shows up." It's like, what? Like, that's not cool. Like, come on. <laughs> you just want mine? You can have mine. I feel bad. I hate this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. So I, I think. The crazy thing, like, I've got a bunch of those same pictures like you guys are talking about, and, you know, they're filled with a bunch of Mego stuff, uh-huh. uh, specifically Mego Batman stuff. Like, I found, I think it was a birthday one that I found, like, the Mego Batcave mm. picture. And it's just like, where did, where was that? Where is that? Yeah. You know, I don't ever remember getting rid of it. I just don't have it anymore. Yeah. 
a uh, lot of Micronauts, a lot of uh, Star Wars, certainly. And my parents, and I guess maybe it was because I was so uh, like catalog driven, where you'd get the the wish book or whatever, and you'd be circling stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, my for Christmas, my folks got me like the Sears Cantina with the blue. Oh my gosh. Snaggletooth. They got me wow. the Sears exclusive like remote control sand crawler. <laughs> Uh, the remote control land speeder, like all that sort of weird, yeah. kind of hard to find stuff. Wow. Just because I had circled it, yeah. you know, they were like, "Oh, well, that's clearly what he wants." And they, you know, they got me a lot of that stuff. But also in those pictures, I'll see like stuff my brother got, and you know, he he was two years older than me, so he outgrew stuff, and he was never really into toys that much to begin with. It seemed like he just liked reading. Uh, so he had like a bunch of the six million dollar man stuff and you know GI Joe stuff. Yeah. Uh, some of that sort of trickled down, but it's just like wow. when he was done with it, it was just like, oh, well, we'll get rid of that. There was no like, do you want this? Oh. You know, <laughs> I'm just gosh. like, oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and some of my favorite things, like I remember, like one year I got the big track, yeah. which I don't know if you guys remember that thing. Yeah, I think we've talked like about this. that once before on. The- on yeah. the podcast, and now any t- every time I see a picture of it, I think of you. Yeah. It was this, like, programmable tank thing, and the, the annoying thing was, like, if I got it, uh, I had two cousins that were similar in age. Uh, they would get the same thing, mm. uh, like, when we would go to my grandparent thing. So it was always just like, oh, I've got this awesome thing. It's like, oh, yeah, they everyone got one. I used to shine off it a little bit. <laughs> But, you know, probably, you know, one of the greatest was, you know, getting the, the, the Death Star space station. Like, that still, to me, is like the pinnacle of yeah. of uh, play sets. But yeah. I, I would always, you know, my parents would do kind of the same thing where they'd set some stuff out, not wrap from Santa. Yeah. And I always knew that I was going to wake up first. So I would get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning, go, and I know the Christmas tree was plugged in. I'd just scope out everything that I, mm-hmm. you know. That was open, just like, oh, my gosh. Then I go back to bed, and then I get back up and act really surprised. <laughs> you know, when they went. And one year they got me, there was a Sears-exclusive Batmobile pedal car oh. that looked like, you know, kind of the superpowers Batmobile. Jeez. It had a big bat on the front. You pedal it. It had, like, a radio in it. Huh. Uh, and it was, I mean, and the same year my my aunt made me a custom Batman suit, oh, <laughs> the gray and the blue. Uh, and I got up on Christmas morning, like three o'clock in the morning, got up, saw that thing, sat in it for like half an hour, <laughs> just mesmerized by it, then went back to bed <laughs> and then got up again and act surprised. You know, I don't, I don't have a picture of me oh. in, and I don't know why. I think there's some, old like eight millimeter video of it uh but that that's sort of a heartbreak like i always wanted to see like me sitting in that on on christmas morning oh that's a great story have to track that down yeah those 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 pictures become solid gold yeah um i don't know i've got this little story from this year which i don't know if you if you don't mind me telling but um i my mom was coming out for for Christmas and in advance of her coming, I asked her to a few years ago, she kind of put these photo albums together. She went through all our family photos from, from years past and made photo albums for my brother, my sister and I. And of course, in those albums were some of these very photos that we're, we're kind of talking about now. Well, 
uh, a couple years ago, my, my, my sister died. And so my mom got her album back and I asked my mom if she would go through my sister's photos and pull any of them that had my sister playing with toys, just, you know, like, like the photos we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know it might be might be hard to go through those photos, but if you could do it, um, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. And so she did. So she came out for Christmas this year and she brought me an envelope. And I I sat down and went through these photos and was, you know, completely blown away because, you know, there was, a you know, a bunch of photos that I'd never seen before and never remembered. But the one thing I was looking for specifically was um, – so this past year, I started this little personal photography project called the Super Newmans, where every day for a year, I'm posting a photo of Mr. Super Newman and Mrs. Super Newman, who are essentially Superman and Lois Lane, but I don't call them that, um, just going about domestic life. Okay, so these Super Newmans figures are made at out of um, their customs. They're made out of vintage three and three quarter inch G.I. Joe parts. And so I wanted... so the house that they're occupying had to obviously be in scale with them. And so I got a vintage Fisher price dollhouse that I was like 90% sure that my sister had when she was a kid. Um, but I really wanted to verify that because that adds a little something extra special to the project. Um, and so when my mom came out with this envelope of photos, I kind of went through it with a lot of anticipation, hoping to find something that might verify that. And so sure enough, I did. There was this series of three photos and they were on a Christmas morning and it was my sister under the tree and there was a big uh, present that was just kind of wrapped in brown paper. And the next photo was her ripping it open and I could tell right away that it was, in fact, a vintage Fisher-Price dollhouse. And then the third one, she's like, putting it, putting it together. And so it was just super special to me to see that, yes, my sister did have this dollhouse that I've been spending lots and lots of time with uh, over the past few months. And um, I don't know, uh, you know, so that's just another now stack of photos that are completely precious to me. Sweet. I love, I love that. Real quick, tell people where they can find the Super Newman oh. to follow along each day. Oh, thanks. Okay, so it's mainly on uh, Facebook and Instagram. On Instagram, it's the Super Newmans, uh, and Newman is N-E-U-M-A-N-N. And uh, also, there's a Facebook page. Um, if you just search the Super Newmans, um, uh, you, you find them all there too. And uh, just a, a photo a day for a year, and just quirky, quirky little domestic life uh, shots of. You know what 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 the day to day is like for uh, for a super couple. Yeah, it's been really fun to follow. So you know, they just so have good. Their, their holiday. There was a, a great uh, uh, New Year's Eve party. <laughs> yep, that <laughs> was a lot of fun. Superman recovering from it was pretty great too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks. It's, it's, so, it's been a yeah, lot of fun. It's it's a little it's a little daunting. Um, I'm almost a hundred shots in and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not even a third of the way there, but uh, it's fun. I enjoy doing it. It's just the, uh, the pressure of like every day there needs to be, you know, a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, well worth checking out. It's been a lot of fun to follow along Thanks. and, uh, and to get those creative juices flowing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, today I just picked up, I thought of you, I picked up some of those, uh, me world things by 
yeah, yeah, Jax is doing those. Yeah, Target's clearancing those out. So I got like the Dairy Queen set, <sighs> and then I found a bunch of just uh, they, which I'd never seen before. They have these little bagged sets yeah. that are just little like extra accessories, hot dogs and popcorn, and yeah. Um, so I bought probably ten of those. I, I should get some. They're a little out of scale. Um, yeah. But sometimes I can fudge stuff and make it work, and and honestly, I'm finding that the accessories are a huge part of this. Uh, I'm spending untold amounts of money at this little local dollhouse store. I'll go in there like once a month and drop more money than I than I should on these tiny little accessories. But I don't know. It's, I'm in it now. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you break down and buy the uh, General Giant Salacious Crumb so you could have the tiny job of the hut in the vintage box? <laughs> no, but when I saw that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's perfect. I need that. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, well, we should, uh, you know, wrap this up and talk about our Dan of the Month. Cool. And I think, you know, since it's winter... And the, the holidays have just passed. Uh, there's sort of a, a vague Christmas Dan that we can go with. <laughs> he is a Christmas Dan. <laughs> he is kind of a Christmas Dan, right? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and that is the Danny DeVito Penguin from the uh, Multiverse line from Mattel. Yeah. Which is their three and three quarter inch uh, line. Uh, big surprise to see them putting like movie figures in in that line uh-huh. yeah uh you know we haven't as you recall when the movie came out uh they just repainted the superpowers <laughs> yes. penguin yeah like, black right. <laughs> hey, you know he did get a cool umbrella jet ride so there was that he did get a cool umbrella. and and then he got like penguin henchmen yes. with rockets which were pretty sweet yes but, you know, that was sort of a big missing back in the day that, that you know, it just felt like they really oh, yeah. cheaped out to go, oh, well, yeah, he's got a red tie now and a, <laughs> and a black tuxedo. He's, he's the number one son, always treated like number two. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, it's a, it's a five-point articulation uh, guy. He's got a little accessory. Uh, he's got his, his umbrella. Uh, do you got any of you guys own this this particular figure? Yep. Yes. I own it. I own it. I will say that um, being like Daniel Lynch, being mostly a six-inch figure collector, <laughs> I was quite miffed, very annoyed when Mattel was like, well, DCUC's done. We're going to focus on these four-inch figures, and here's all these movie characters. I was like, why? <laughs> why would you do that to me? Because, you know, they released the Reeve Superman and the Zod, and then they did those Batman figures, that Danny DeVito yep. and the Keaton. Oh, did they make a Zod? Yeah. 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 I'm like, I'm a million of them still. Oh, okay. Okay, I see what's happening. (laughs) You can still buy him right now, I guarantee. I'm sure he's somewhere. Um, I could find you 40 of them. Now, now, Pixel Dan, don't don't forget the other part of the frustration is that since then, that multiverse line has gone back to being six inches. (laughs) So it was just four inches just for that one brief period to screw (laughs) those figures up. Four inches. Long enough. For them to put out movie figures before they changed their mind and went back to six inches. Yeah. So yeah, to make movie and TV figures. Exactly. Yes. So that yeah. talk about frustrating. Um, <laughs> I say that you know I'm very happy. Eventually, NECA gave us that awesome Keaton Batman, and yes. they gave us a you know a Reeve Superman. So I'm kind of hoping that we get you know 
that Danny. And they gave us the, the giant Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The right. got scales, the giant right. one, which right, is great. Right. So I'm really hoping that they're going to kind of keep working their magic a little bit and that we'll get that Danny DeVito penguin in the seven-inch scale. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's>... exactly. <laughs> Someone's very happy. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot just snuck up on me. <laughs> Oh, He's very is. pleased that he scared me. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I will give props to that four-inch penguin figure, because as I, I don't care about four-inch figures normally, um, and that line has a lot of... That short, brief period of four-inch figures of that line has a lot of little problems. Yeah. Um, they did the digital sculpting for the first time, and, and, um, and, and it worked in some cases and not in others. Um, but that penguin figure, at least, is probably one of the better figures to come out um, yeah. out of all those different movie ones they did. I so, agree. So, I mean, he does he does look awesome. I, I, he always uh, he's actually up there on my shelf list because I've got the little the Keaton Batman is kind of an obsession thing. So I've got that little section and and that little Batman's there and the Catwoman's there and the Penguin's there. Um, and that Penguin is just so much sharper than the Batman or the Catwoman that he just always draws my eye whenever I get right up in there. So I I, I would love to get that exact figure just two inches bigger. Yeah, um, totally. Exactly. I mean, it's really well done for what it is. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do agree. think he's really nice. I bought the Batman too, and I actually do like the Batman pretty nice, pretty well too. I never bought the Catwoman because I never found a good one. Like she always had really bad paint. I felt yeah. like stick and everything. And um, there was the unmasked Batman too, the Keaton, head, and it was just, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, every time I saw it, it was terrible, so I never bought it. Uh, the sculpt was fun. Yes. yes. Paint applications yep. made one eye, you know, if it was scaled up to a human, it was like six inches lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really bad. It was bad every time I saw it. Um, but, yeah, I agree. The Penguin is actually still a really nice figure. So that, while it's a nice figure and, you know, it's it's sitting on my shelf with most of my DC, UC Batman stuff. They're like the only small ones up there is that mm-hmm. Penguin and that Batman because I yeah. felt like I had to own them. So, yeah, that Penguin's nice, but that's just another little thing that adds to my, my frustration. It's just like, why? Why couldn't yeah. this have been <laughs> six-inch uh. scale like everything else that they've done before it and are doing now? <laughs> it's all part of their grand plan. Yeah. Oh wait! <laughs> I mean, I mean now now they finally released Batman figures, which I've been waiting for. And you know, I can finally walk into the store and find a Batman for the first time ever. You know, there's thousands of Batman variants. They heard me. They knew what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say thousands of Batman variants. There's thousands of Batman. Four of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> thousands of Batman. Thousands yeah. of the same two Batman. Hey. At 20, 2016 needs a Zod, and that's going to be your Zod. That is it. <laughs> sure. I cannot believe 31 of that same figure I found at Walmart yeah. yesterday. 31 oh, of that same $20 six-inch figure. Those are not going to move. <laughs> no. I, I have no. not seen any of those, and yet, and I, I, uh, I'm still actually kind of perplexed over the um, Build-A-Gun. Yeah. The Build-A-Grapple. Yeah. That's to me, it's kind of just like, okay. <laughs> like, or the movie figures. Yeah, then for like the figures. comic and TV, you get to build like a the Justice Buster. Which, which that actually does. It looks okay, but I'm only that 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 Calvin Harris Superman though. That's that's the thing. I just got to find that, and then I'm happy. I'm good. Yeah. And I'll wait for those uh, Dark Knight figures. Yeah, yeah, the Dark Knight figures, and that's what everybody seems to be waiting for because everybody keeps asking that. When's yeah. that coming out? You know, when's that Superman on the He-Man buck coming out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, so Danny DeVito, you are our Dan of the month. Yeah. Is that the only Danny DeVito, Danny figure of Danny DeVito that we've ever gotten? That's a good question. Uh, well, apart from for, for that character, yeah, because we've got him from NECA and we've got him from yeah, yeah, but, but no I other, don't no other roles or anything. No. No, yeah. I don't think there's like no get shorty figures. You know, no. no throw mama from the train. No. It's always yeah. sunny in Philadelphia. No taxi line. Yeah. <laughs> I would buy a taxi line. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so that, I think that's that's it for the old Legion of Dan's this month. When we convene next, it will be right around Toy Fair. I don't know if we'll talk before or after, but uh, I'm sure there's going to be lots lots to talk about. Oh yes, always is. Was. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. (laughs) (laughs) So, as always, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Uh, It's been a pleasure chatting with you once again. Absolutely. Same here. May the force be with you. Oh, Oh, yeah. And also with you. And also with (laughs) you. (laughs) Very (laughs) nice. And thanks, everyone, listening. Uh, You know, keep spreading the word. You know, people that like uh, Dan's and the sort of thing Dan's like to talk about, <laughs> this is this is a podcast for them. <laughs> we hit that Dan demographic pretty you nice. Sure the demographic. Dan- the demographic. That's, that's Dan Wright. <laughs> oh. And on that note, we bid you a Dan. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love the Dan pun. <laughs> the Duns? <laughs> That's it. We're saying goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.